0: Our message today comes from Romans chapter 4 and verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So this passage in Romans is talking about Abraham and the faith of Abraham. And the reason I'm using this verse today is that the Lord just gave me this verse throughout the night, and I woke up just meditating on it and thinking about that verse over and over. It was specifically the verse of chapter 4, verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And I was thinking about that, and as I thought about Abraham And this, of course, is talking about when Abraham exerted faith by taking his son Isaac up to the mountain to sacrifice him according to the word of God. And if you remember the story behind this, that Abraham was promised a son, And it was many, many years before he ever saw the promise of his son, Isaac. And in fact, his wife, Sarah, became impatient and gave her handmaiden, Hagar, to Abraham instead because she thought, well, I think we have to help God out because you're getting old, I'm getting old, and I'm not having any children. So she had a plan B. And I guess that's what I really want to talk about today is our plan B, because Abraham didn't have a plan B. And so when he took his son that he had waited many, many years for, Isaac, and the Lord said, I want you to sacrifice your son to me. And of course, this was a precursor, of course, to the sacrifice that God would make of Jesus. But coming back to Abraham and this idea of a plan B, So he had waited many, many years for this son, Isaac, to be born. And then he's born. And this is the son that God promised that he would make him through his seed, a father of many nations, that Abraham would be the father of many nations through his seed, Isaac. And then God says to Abraham, now go sacrifice him. So, I don't think as a parent any of us can imagine a greater sacrifice than to turn over your child and to sacrifice your child. But Abraham did just that. And even as he's walking up the mountain with his son Isaac and his knife, and his son Isaac looks at him and says, But father, where is the animal for the sacrifice? And Abraham just stayed single focused and said, The Lord will provide. And he went. Up that mountain. And if you go back to the story in Genesis, it says he raised his hand with the knife. Not only did he believe, not only did he have faith in words alone, but he was willing. He actually brought up his hand with the knife in it to slay his son. And so that's something that the Lord just kept impressing upon me over and over as I was sleeping. And it's that level of faith that we're called to. It's a level of faith that doesn't back down no matter what we see in the natural. It is a level of faith that is not just based on our belief. For example, Abraham couldn't have just said, sure, I believe you, God, but here's my plan B. I mean, can you imagine if he had taken maybe a servant or someone that wasn't his son along with him just in case, just in case God needed a backup plan, or he needed a backup plan because he didn't trust God completely. But he trusted God to the extent that the scripture says that he knew that if he did allow him to sacrifice his son, that he would raise his son from the dead. And so as we think about Abraham and how that applies to our lives today, to have this unwavering faith, this faith that doesn't have a backup plan or a plan B, in order to have that level of faith, we have to trust that God is who he says he is. And the only way we can do that is to know the word of God and to study the word of God. And we can also look at the life of Jesus, right? Because in Colossians 2, 9 and 10, he says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. And so we look at Christ as the fullness of the Godhead, and we look at the works that Jesus did when he was here on earth, and we look at how that reveals his character. Acts 10:38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And so We have a good father. We have a good father who came to reveal himself to us in the person of Jesus Christ. So anytime the circumstances in our life are not lining up with what we know to be true about the word of God, we don't waver. Instead, we look at those situations and those circumstances in the light of his promises for us throughout Scripture And we can see his promises from Genesis all the way through Revelation, his goodness, his mercy, his loving kindness. When we look to him, we trust in the good nature that he is. And when things come against us that are outside that character and nature, we don't subscribe those to God. We realize that we have an enemy. In 1 Peter 5, 8, we read, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. And I think that's something that a lot of us tend to miss when we're going through circumstances, when we're going through trials and tribulations. Sometimes we look at God and we say, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you doing this? It's important to stop yourself right at that moment and to recognize that God is a loving God. He is not the author of these trials and tribulations. We have an enemy that needs to be defeated. And how do we defeat him? Well, the scripture gives us several clear examples of how we defeat him. In 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 6, "...for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh." For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In Colossians 2.6, we read, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. So the way that we fight the good fight of faith is that we resist the enemy. How do we resist him? We resist him by continually meditating and proclaiming the goodness of God. We declare God's promises. We declare his nature to be good. His mercy endures forever. His loving kindness, his compassion we remember the works that Jesus did. He healed the sick. He set the captives free. He gave sight to the blind. In 2 Peter 1, 3-4, we read, "...as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which you have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises." that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. And so I think about the divine nature that we have in Jesus and the life that we have in Jesus. We have love, joy, peace, compassion, righteousness, hope, truth. Everything that we saw in Jesus, the embodiment of God in Jesus, is what we have also in him because we are now his body. And so If you compare that to the works of the enemy, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. So he is the author of all destruction, evil, chaos, confusion, enmity with God and others. There's the distinction. There's how you recognize the works of God compared to the works of the devil. I want to encourage you today that whatever you're facing, to stand on the word of God and his promises for you. I'll leave you with a scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be to God, who always leads us to triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So no matter what we see, no matter what we're going through, we stand firm, we stand steadfast in our faith on his word, and his promises, and the truth that he has revealed to us through Jesus Christ. We stand on his word. We do not waver. We do not draw back. We continue to press on in faith and in the power of the victory that we have in Jesus. We are told that we are able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy by using our shield of faith. So sister, today, stand firm.